Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews you can read there. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. Check them all out at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast called Around the World in 80s Movies, covering, of course, films of the 1980s. Check it out at quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the second, I guess, Godzilla movie in this reboot series from Hollywood. Godzilla King of the Monsters is the film I'm talking about. It's a PG-13 rated film. It does have sequences of monster action, violence, and destruction, and some language. The runtime is 2 hours and 12 minutes. The cast includes Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, Zhang Ziyi, Sally Hawkins, Thomas Middleditch, Aisha Hines, O'Shea Jackson Jr. David Strathern gets a small role in this film too. Michael Darty is the director. He's also the screenwriter along with Zach Shields. Now, as I mentioned, this is another Hollywood production of Godzilla. And I think that what the makers of these modern Hollywood versions of Godzilla fail to realize is that audiences really don't really enjoy a Godzilla movie because of the visual effects, massive destruction, or the rational explanations of the existence of him or all of the rest of the monsters. Necessarily, most of the early versions of Godzilla, those Toho classics, are still entertaining to watch despite obvious use of people in rubber suits smashing miniature cities. More or less, we enjoy the weirdness and the campy qualities of a Godzilla movie. We're willing to be entertained by the drama of rooting for a giant monster to persist in the face of its human adversaries or going mano a mano against a more sinister giant monster, grappling pro wrestling style across crumbling cityscapes. That's generally what we want to see. Now, consider King of the Monsters to be a stepping stone from its studio legendary pictures to get to this inevitable film that will finally see Godzilla from the 2014 film, the first film in the series, going against perhaps King Kong from Kong Skull Island from 2017, doing battle in a future movie. Kong does not appear in this film with any kind of significance. Skull Island is mentioned. There's a news report that briefly shows the giant ape for just the briefest of moments, and that lets us know that Kong and Godzilla share a universe, and we're going to see them together at some point. Unless this film, for whatever reason, tanks, I don't think that it will because it does have worldwide appeal. Now, as far as the plot goes in this film, we find this eco-terrorist, Colonel Alan Jonah, played by Charles Dance. He's taken, kidnapped kind of, as a hostage, a paleobiologist under the employee of the Titan Research Group known as Monarch. Her name is Dr. Emma Russell, played by Vera Farmiga, along with her teenage daughter, Madison, played by Millie Bobby Brown, of course, from Stranger Things fame. They're trying to utilize this thing called the Orca, this experimental mind control technology that Emma created to try to control the Titans, including the newly hatched Mothra. The giant monsters of Earth that Alan Jonah sees as protecting the planet from humanity's continued exploitation and destruction, effectively by destroying most of human civilization as we know it. Emma's estranged husband, Mark, played by Kyle Chandler, is trying to get his life back together after losing his son in the wake of Godzilla's 2014 rampage. He's out to find his old family and save them from further exploits to destroy the world or themselves. Mark soon hooks up with Emma's team of scientists at Monarch, as well as members of the military to try to find a way to thwart Jonah's plans and to 
keep the escalating numbers of monsters led by this invasive three-headed alpha titan named King Ghidorah from destroying everything that we hold dear. Now, Godzilla may be our last line of defense from the monsters completely destroying us, but where is he? We don't find out until pretty late into the film, generally speaking. Now, much of King of the Monsters seems to be uh, a means to try to correct some of the criticisms that fans had to the Gareth Edwards 2014 reboot in terms of that film lacking the compelling human characters to follow and Edward's choice to cut away from showing the giant monster battles, at least until the climax. This sequel makes a concerted effort to concentrate more on how the humans are involved in trying to manipulate and control these monsters, rather than just play hapless victims or sending in the military, as is the custom in a Godzilla release much of the time. There's a decent collection of thespians to be found within the cast of this film, but it's all for naught. It really isn't enough of a compelling reason for us to care about any of them as characters, given that no one has more than a quarter of the film's screen time. Even Godzilla himself seems like a supporting player in his own movie, and that's going to draw some of the same criticism that it was trying to avoid. And what we do learn about these characters feels pretty superficial and trite, pretty much staple stuff you'd find in a Michael Bay film or even a Steven Spielberg film, even though this is not even as engaging as Steven Spielberg, even at his worst. You know, this is a truly terrible script. It places far too much emphasis on generating an excuse for resurrecting long-dormant monstrosities to come out and destroy major cities. But as humankind is on the brink of extinction, we care just as little about billions of people that are surely dying. I mean, why would we care about this family drama occurring at the center of this film between a mother and a father and a daughter and their deceased son when people are presumably being slaughtered wholesale, billions of them? in the rest of the world. And even those people we don't care about. And there's an attempt here to give the Titans some backstory, but the explanations as to what they are and how they come to be, that only raises more questions that probably shouldn't need to even exist in a popcorn movie that seeks to just give audiences what they think they want in terms of destruction and monster mayhem. Now, while the sound and the visual effects work here are certainly commendable, I do think that it's just not enough to get us to care one whit about anyone or anything that we witness being displayed on the screen. And if there's not going to be any suspense or intrigue or even a modicum of awe generated within this ramped up disaster movie, this is a complete waste of time for anyone who isn't sated by just witnessing two plus hours of giant CG creatures knocking giant CG buildings over and over and over. I would say other than to have a movie to test out your rockin' home theater system, kind of a demo disc as it were, I really see little need for most people who aren't completists to keep this one in their monster movie collection. This is a senseless sensory experience all the way. And the best I can give Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is two stars out of four. Two stars on my skiomies. I do think it's lacking something vital that would keep it from being a movie that I can recommend to most people. And that thing that it's really lacking here is a quality script. I do think that good Godzilla movies can be made. And certainly there have been a handful of pretty good Godzilla movies that I would recommend. But this one is just not going to cut it, unfortunately. I do think you have a good cast here, mostly to waste because of that script. And you can't really get into this story. It's just plot points and explanations waiting for more destruction. And it's just a cut above maybe the Transformers films, but not by a whole lot. So two stars is the best I can give 
Godzilla, King of the Monsters. A disappointment because I do like the character of Godzilla and I always want a Godzilla film to be something that we can really get into because, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for those days. I used to watch those old Godzilla films. I guess we still have all of those to check out once in a while. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on Godzilla that differs from something I said, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. You can also find links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page there. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.